Welcome to Offstage with Jordan Baylor, where you'll discover the stories behind the movers and shakers in the entertainment and business world. Now here's your host, Jordan Baylor. Welcome, 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 and hello, creator. I love the mission of Offstage Podcast. We are booking guests who are hungry, young, and pushing for anything beyond a conventional life. And boy, do I have a special treat for you with our guest today. Have you ever spoken to someone whose voice cuts through all the BS and the words just like hit you in the core? I'm talking about someone who gives you like great advice that's like staring you right in front of your face. And if you take action, it is life changing. I'm talking about that person that you just call up and they they simply just say a couple words and you just feel better. Well, I had the distinct pleasure of speaking with Genesis Dorsey, published author, motivational speaker. And in the interview, we touched on everything from simplifying your social media to branding yourself and so much more. Genesis drops so many gems and I hope you grab a few. It is without further ado that I bring to you the absolute genius of Genesis Dorsey. Hi, welcome to another episode of Offstage with Jordan Baylor. I have on the line author of the Boss Builder Workbook, a guide on how to build your tribe in 30 days. I have the woman that literally drafted the platform playbook. Genesis Dorsey, how are you doing today, Genesis? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm glad to be on. All right. So I like to start off every interview and ask, who is Genesis Dorsey? So I'm a five foot bubbly uh, individual. I love people. Um, I am, as far as career goes, um, I've spent my time helping leaders and experts package their knowledge, all of the expertise that they have in their brains and package it into a platform that has amazing digital um, and physical products, usually that are passive um, income based. And then from that, I do consulting and speaking in the same vein. And um, I also have two other businesses and I'm a part of a family business that is an education. So yeah, I um, pretty much never bored. <laughs> but that, that, that's me in a nutshell. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love that. So, so what do you say to somebody who comes to you and they go, but I don't have uh, uh, something. I don't have anything I could teach. Cause I know that sometimes people always say that and they don't think about it, but what, what do you say to that? So for most people, well, let's back up. So there is, uh-huh. there is a part of honesty in that evaluation though, because not everyone can teach that. That is important <laughs> to know, right? I mean, we can't, we can't joke around that. Like, you know, um, there was a guru one time that was online saying, you know what? Anyone can teach anything. Anyone can sell anything. All you have to do is package it. But the truth of the matter is that not everyone actually can teach because number one, you have the first being expert and not everyone is an expert. You do have to know what you're doing, right? Whether it is at a minor level or large level, you do have to know what you're doing. But the second thing is that you do have to know how to teach someone else how to do it. Most people, when you think about it, um, they have two issues. Either they don't really know how to teach someone how to do something, or Mm -hmm. it's the other, which is like the best problem to have, which is I know how to teach people, but then just show me how to get it out to the masses, right? So it's better to have the second problem, not the first, right? Mm. Um, So anyone that has expertise and has a passion to teach can teach others, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And the way that it starts out usually is that you've already been teaching people. You know, if you think about it, if you are on your job and you teach people how to acquire a skill, if you um, are a baker and you know how to, you know, put things together, you know how to teach, you know, maybe it's a team of people how to do something or you know how to break it down in steps, you're already a teacher. Um, But then the second thing comes into, do you actually 
have the passion to teach. Not everyone actually has the passion to sit down, break their knowledge down into pieces and walk someone through the steps. Um, So when people come to me with that question, usually I have another question, which is number one, are are you an expert at something? You know, is there something that you can teach? Number two, do you like teaching people? Because without those two things, if I don't know those two things, we can't get into you packaging it and making a ton of money from it because it's going to take a lot of time. And if you don't have patience and you don't like people, this is not the arena for you. Wow. Wow. That is a crystal clear message. I love that. You preach the message of like believing in yourself and standing in your message, beliefs and giving it to the world. When did you feel like you found your message and uh, where did you find the clarity to deliver it? So when I was 19, so when I was 19, came home from Spelman College, and um, I was having fun in Atlanta, you know, and I came back to Delaware, and um, I was coming into myself, coming into who I was, and um, I went through a process in life where I had to mature um, at a much faster rate and really get a grip on, like, you know, who I was and what I wanted to do, and that's actually when I began to understand that business was actually my passion, because at first, I thought I was going to be an osteopathic pediatrician, like, that was my track I had on my med school my parents like we had the whole thing lined up and when I came home that's not that was not what happened and that really wasn't what my passion was and so I began to discover that my passion was business so when I begin to operate in that vein you know in order to do business you have to present yourself to get sales you have to have clarity in your message and so I was instantly thrown into the if we're going to get this money if we're going to take care of what we need to take care of you have to be confident you have to position yourself clearly and so it really wasn't out of like the fact of you know let me find a way to get clear it was like you either do or you don't you know either you're going to make money or you're not. So you you don't you don't really have that many choices. You know, life is life is pretty simple when you think about it. You know, you don't really have that, you don't really have too many choices. You think you do, but you really don't. So um, I got clear because it was something that I had to do. You know, in order to make money, in order to you know get, have my dreams, I had to get clear because when you're clear, there is no money. So I was like, okay, let me get clear on my message. Let me get confident because when you're not confident, money doesn't come at all because people don't trust you. Um, and so I honestly was just like, I'm going to money. Okay. They're not understanding what I want. They're not understanding what I can give them. Get clear. So I begin to chisel away all the fuzziness, all the chaotic thinking. And, um, as far as confidence, I got that from the simple fact of understanding that, um, I was the best at what I do. Like that was big for me. Like I am the best at what I do. I never say that I'm the, I'm better than someone else. Because that's not true. There's always going to be someone better than you, someone who's always going to be younger than you and better than you in, in today's society with all this tech, right? But yeah. I'm the best at what I do, at what I am assigned to in my niche. I'm the best at what Genesis Dorsey does. And when I begin to understand that, even though I have competition, I am the best, that really gave me a ton of confidence because I stopped looking on either side. I stopped looking what other people were doing. And I really started to believe that I was it. And that is one heck of a drug. It's it's much better than I think other drugs. <laughs> it's one heck of a drug. <laughs> it's much better result. <laughs> and so you know, it, it it was, and that's really how I got into. It. That was like since I was nineteen. So from now, I'm twenty. I just turned twenty eight a um, couple days ago. So congrats, you know, happy from, birthday! Thank you, thank you. You know, I, that was like my quick plug to myself. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but you know, just looking back, that's really it was like nineteen, and then just over time, I got clearer and clearer and clearer. You know, as the economy changes, as your business models change, 
you get better because of time and patience and wisdom and, you know, just being in the game. Um, I got clear. And so now, I mean, I'm not perfect and I'm still becoming even more clear. Um, but I would say 19 is when it really hit. And then just me believing in those things. You were able to find your message so young at 19. That's, that's, I mean, yeah. you, you're right though. That you know, the, the amount of choices that you have are very like slim to none. Like, either do or don't sink or swim like you know but people you know we we, we complicate it so much so yeah <laughs> we really do we complicate yeah, it really yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I look at all your ventures and everything that you do between the book writing and the journaling and the you just do so much it was like a lot to just intake and i see like a theme of a uh, christian faith behind it now usually like when people are like uh, business leaders they try and keep business and religion separate why did you decide to uh, go the route of including your faith? So it's just it's just big to me. Um, the hilarious part, though, is that a lot of my clients that I have are not faith based. I have a ton of clients with atheists, Buddhists, agnostic, you know, um, every everything between, you know. Um, and so what I've done is I always make sure that my faith is um, it's important to me. But at the same time, I don't I don't share it in a way where it's you know, it, um, it isolates people. You know, I believe that no matter what faith you have, there are principles at play that work, period. So I try to present in a way where, you know, there's content that's, you know, applies to anyone. Then of course there will be content that, you know, is very particular to my faith. And what I try to do is I try to kind of divide things into pockets so that people can eat at the right tables. You know, I think that's mm. important for me. Um, because again, I want everyone to be fed, but the biggest thing for me though was, um, it's just such a, it's a big part of what I do. And again, like I said before, the principles really apply no matter what you believe in, right? Like for instance, if I talk about, you know, from the Christian faith, the fact that, you know, um, the way that you treat yourself is how you treat others. That principle applies no matter what you do. You know, you have to treat yourself right so you can treat others right. And if you neglect <laughs> yourself, you're not going to probably be the best person, right? Um, mm -hmm. So I try to infuse those things, but I do it just like I said before, because it's a part of my lifestyle. It's, you know, really big for me and it really helps me to be the person that I need to be. I respect it because it, it gives you like a sense of authenticity, you know? It's like, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's important too. Like I find for myself, even if I don't agree with someone's perspective, if they're shifty with their own viewpoints, I don't, to me, I just can't connect with that. Like, if even if I got, you may say to me, you know, Genesis, the sky is yellow 24 seven, right? And I'm gonna look at you and be like, yeah, it's not right. But if you are like pumping that and like, and no matter what you <laughs> don't believe in you, right? I have to respect that because like you really believe in yourself. And I tell people actually as a mantra, you have to be Jim Jones crazy about your brand, about your business. Like if you are st like, and I know that can be like, kind of like a crazy thought to think, but uh -huh. if you think about it, like if you are someone who isn't crazy enough to like do some crazy stuff and really believe on yourself and not change and shift because of what people say, because in business, a lot of people change. Up. You know, if someone doesn't agree with them and they're like, okay, you know what? I don't believe in that. You know what? That's not the that's not actually the right strategy. But actually, as a platform builder, your greatest, in my opinion, way to build your platform is to stand on something and not shake from it. Whether people agree with it or not, it actually becomes a part of your branding. And to me, it actually has helped me because again, a lot of my clients, they're not, they're not Christians, they're not a part of any kind of you know denomination or faith. But a lot of them said, Genesis, the way that you stand by what you believe in, even if even the fact that I don't even agree with it or believe in it, I just know that by following you, whatever I believe, 
I'm going to mm-hmm. have the same traits like you wear. I won't shake from it. And to me, that's probably been like the biggest testimony of me, like standing by my faith. Even if people don't agree, they can rock with the fact that I, I don't shake from it. I like that you said that about, you know, you have to believe in yourself like Jim Jones crazy. I, I, yeah. I, love, I love that <laughs> because like you, you do have to brainwash yourself in a sense. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you really do because uh, the world's trying to brainwash you to believe them or buy their product or whatever it is. You might as well have a hand in, in, in believing your own self. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So you you just launched a new course uh, called like Launch the Course. Can mm-hmm. you tell me more about that venture? Sure. So uh, in the past couple of weeks, we did a whole kind of whole whole new set of trainings. And uh, one of the things I want to teach my tribe this year is going back to the fundamentals of uh, basically packaging your genius. And of course one of the most popular ways and best ways is to launch online courses, right? Um, But a lot of times when I look at what other people are offering within my own circles, it's really complicated, super complicated. And a lot of people aren't yet ready for that or they don't have the budget yet for it, right? So um, what I decided to do was launch a course first called Course Genius, which taught people the how and the what. So we can kind of get a better understanding of like how we're going to do this. Launch the course is an intensive where I'm actually working with a small group of entrepreneurs um, intimately to get their course done. Because what I was also seeing was that there were individuals who they took Course Genius, they had all their notes together, and they did not want to pull the trigger. And if anyone has ever followed me, they know I don't play. (laughs) Like If you tell me you want to get something done, like my friends will tell you, don't tell Genesis. Just don't tell her because she's going to check in on you. She's going to make sure you get it done. And then if you don't have any answers for why you don't have it done. So I launched the course really just burned out of the fact of we just help you execute it in four weeks. So you have four weeks to get a course done. If you can't get done in four weeks, you don't need to launch the course. So it's really about me working with them each week. Each week has a different focus. So we start off with like the outline for the first week. We go into second week, which is content production. Third week is focusing on marketing and the launch. And then the fourth week is focused on, you know, actually putting it out there. And then what do you do post-launch? Because launching is just getting it off the ground. You know, you're going to be selling the course for at least a year, two years or whatever, maybe forever. So it's what happens beyond the launch. So it's four weeks. It's intensive. We already started and it has been intense. So I've already had tears and excuses and text back. And, but tears. they're back on their feet. <laughs> no, legit tears. Yes. I mean, it, it, it's been something, you know, because a lot of times what I find is that my work is rarely the business. I mean, you know, of course, strategy comes into it. But a lot of times I am knocking down lies that they've heard from themselves, others. It's a lot of just standstill, honestly. And what I'm finding recently is that most of my coaching and training has been knocking down thoughts. That's it. Thoughts. Because again, remember, I'm, I'm already working with experts. So you already know what you know. It's not like I'm teaching you how to like know more. It's just simply the fact is that a lot of times they're fearful, you know, they've been in corporate for a long time and now they're building out their own brand, you know, and now it's becoming real and serious. So um, it's been a fun ride. We're only in week one, but it's going to be really amazing once we get done these four weeks. Oh, wow. That is exciting. You're you're like a life coach and a a horse guru all rolled into one. No, listen, I mean, again, like my niche is really, again, my niche is helping experts package your passion into passive and active income products. So Mm -hmm. my whole premise has always been building, helping them build the platforms and, you know, getting these products with it. But like, it's funny that you said that because recently... That is really what I have been. I've been more of a life coach than what I'm supposed to be, which is I'll be large these products. But again, that's just that's just what comes with the territory. So, 
Yeah. And that's like the reason said, why you have to love mindset. to teach people. Yeah, that's the thing. And that's yeah, why you have to love to teach people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. And so, you know, if you don't like to teach people, you will hit these mindset issues. And you'll just be like, <laughs> I just want to teach them the course, right? And they're like, oh, I'm you know, I'm not a genius. And I'm like, you have a grad, you have how many, like, you have bachelor's degrees, you have grad, you're a doctor of, of, of philosophy, you have a, you're, you know, I've worked with doctors and lawyers who have landmark cases, and you're telling me that you're not a genius? Like, what the, I'm just like, okay, okay. Right. I know, right? Like, what the heck? Like, you make people cry for a living, why are you crying? But that's what happens, though. Oh my God, that is awesome! So yeah. You communicate you you communicate all these ideas and thoughts through like a lot of different platforms, but your brand voice is is, is so clear and succinct. If uh, mm-hmm. someone wants to like replicate your success, what are um, some steps they need to do to find their own brand voice? Oh, that's a really good question. Oh, that's a really good question. So, if they were to replicate my steps, first of all, let's cut these steps down because it took me way too long. So. Um, <laughs> So what I would tell someone is that if they're looking to maximize their voice and build a platform, the first thing I tell people is that you have to figure out where you want to take people because every great platform has a destination in, in place, right? So um, let's say, for instance, you know, I, right now I'm working with a real estate guru and they have built their whole career, honestly, in commercial and residential real estate and investments. And I don't want to, as I'm kind of building out their plan, one thing that I asked them was that, what do you want people to experience at the end of working with you? Like, what are they going to experience? What is the end desire? What is the lifestyle that they're going to have? What are going to be the end results? So I always tell people, before you want to go out here and make money, you know, put your voice out here into the world, where is your voice going to take people? Because without a destination, you're not going to honestly see the results. Great leaders want results from people. They want people to actually have a life change of some kind. And if you don't know what that is, you're honestly just going to be a person with a microphone. Doesn't matter how many followers you have. You'll never see the results that real leaders want. So the first thing is, what's the destination? The second thing is going to be, what's the path to get them to the destination? So the path is honestly, is, is, is comprised of the actions that you offer to get people to that destination. So like, for instance, you may say, okay, well, I'm going to offer consulting. Consulting is a service, right, that you'll offer to get people to destination. You may say, you know what? I want to offer podcasts. I'm going to offer audio encouragement to people. Okay, that's a channel for them to get there. Now, you don't want to have too many platforms because right now, and as I always tell people, you know, our attention span is getting weaker and weaker and weaker, right? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, what we're finding is that if you can grab people's attention, their attention span will increase, right? So what we find is you got to have a way that reaches people. And the best thing I've learned is that the best paths are connected to your gifts. So if you're not the best speaker, don't do a podcast. I know everyone's telling you to do a podcast. Don't do it, okay? Um, you know, if you're someone that doesn't want to talk all day, don't do a podcast. But if you're someone who says, you know, I like to talk, but I like the camera, do video, do a YouTube channel, right? If you're saying, you know what, um, I'm a person that I love to teach people, but I don't like to spend a long time with them, then you probably shouldn't be a coach. You probably should be a consultant, right? Like, you know, hey, you know what, I want to be someone that I can make money in my sleep. Great. You need to create passive income products. You may say, you know what, I want to do that, but I also want to touch people. Great. You need active income. So you may need to do something that's service-based or, you know, you need to do something that is, again, like consulting or coaching. A lot of times with my clients, because we're selling knowledge, right, we're looking at, again, active and passive income streams. So I always tell people, figure out what your path is to get to the destination. Don't make it a ton of things, though, because 
what I found is that you don't want to be a chaotic person. Like even in my stuff, I put a lot of content, but if you actually look at my arms and legs, it's organized and I'm not doing a lot of extra work because at the end of the day, I want to teach people, but I'm not trying to create another job for me that is different than what I left when I was working for Macy's at 15 years old, working for a paycheck, you know? Yeah. So you want to figure out the path. So you have the destination, the path, how you're going to get people there, what are your actionable steps? And then the last thing that kind of wraps the whole thing together is that you have to have a great brand strategy. So I always tell people, play your strengths. Don't play your weaknesses. Figure out who you are as a person. For me, I'm five feet. I'm bubbly. I'm talkative. I get super passionate, right? I mean, I'm like a little fireball bouncing off the walls. And then guess what happens? I get really drained. I get tired. I'm like, I don't want to talk to people. So that means I'm an introvert. So guess what I have to do? With self-awareness, self-awareness is key. Know your strengths and build your brand around that. I always have big hair. I either have big hair or I have like straight hair. So I rarely is it good for me to probably rock like a little pixie cut. I tried it. It doesn't work because it's my brand. So you have to know who you are. You play your strengths. Um, for me, I play the fact that, uh, again, I'm a straightforward person. So all of my content, I don't hold back because that's not who I am, right? If you're more of a melancholy person, more gentle, use that as your brand voice. I mean, don't try to go hard like somebody else. Talk calmly. You know, you're probably going to have a lot of people not be stressed out, right? So you talk in that calm voice. If you're if you're more of a, 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 com, a comedian, always add jokes in your content so that that way people begin to know, oh yeah, that's so-and-so. So you have to make sure that even though you want to lead people to, to a destination, you know, even though you want to have products and services that are connected to your knowledge and selling your knowledge, people have to get to know you. And that's why having a good brand is, you know, having that good visual identity for me, you know, sticking to your brand color, sticking to your, your voice, right? Your, my voice is the same. Whether you read my emails, my social media posts, it sounds like Genesis. It sounds like me. My video content matches the way that I write. So you want to make sure that everything sounds like you and that you play to your strengths. And to me, that's how you build a great platform. And then the, the as I would say, the thread, right? So we wrap everything together, but then we're going to tie it up in a bow is a fact of consistency. Most people who want to build platforms around their knowledge, they don't understand the fact that consistency is a thread that threads everything together. From taking people to a destination, to having these paths and services, to you know ha having this great brand identity and people knowing who you are, if you are not consistent, it's not going to work. A lot of people try to hack their success. You can hack it with Facebook ads and building a quick platform, but you still got to run the platform. You know, if you mm. get a million followers in three months, great, but you still have to run that business three years after that or either. So, you know, as I, as I always tell people in business, our goal is either is our, our goal is to scale it, sell it or keep it. So we're going to scale it first. Then we're going to sell the company to someone else or we're going to keep it. You have to still keep it going. You have to keep it going to sell it. You have to keep it going to keep it. So you have to have a plan of what is the long term goal here? What are we oh, what are we doing? You know, like there has to be a goal. And you have to have stamina. I launched my personal brand in 2014. It is 2020 now, or whenever you listen to this podcast, whatever year it is. And, you know, when you think about it, I didn't, like, the followers I have or the tribe I've grown, even the business I have now, it was because people said, Genesis, I watched a video from you a year ago. You know, I launched a business, print school recently, that is all about helping people launch planners and journals. That business is scaled to six figures because of a video I did in 2017. Mm. Stay consistent, right? So if you're not consistent, 
right? Your money will not be consistent. Your sales will not can be consistent. People have to trust the fact that you're going to show up and more than just for a hot shot moment or just because you blown up moment. You have to be able to maximize blow up moments, right? A lot of people are looking to blow up. You have to maximize that and you maximize it with consistency, knowing that I have been waiting for this moment, right? I have been working for this moment. So now when people find you, there's content for them to go, they can eat it up because you've been doing the content for, for months. You know, they, you have products built out. So now when people find you, that in the middle of the night, they can buy a book, they can buy a course, they can buy a program, right? So that's why you have to be consistent, consistently show up. And that brings the whole, to me, that's a great strategy to really figure, okay, how can I duplicate what I've done? That to me is, I wish someone would have me that in 2014 because no one did i don't know what the heck i was doing 2014 (laughs) (laughs) that was a master key like you just dropped mad keys that's like a whole book (laughs) you know you did i was like oh my god (laughs) i tried to (laughs) do you ever get like social media overload where you feel like you're drowning in like a sea of posts and followers and engagement and if that happens, like, does that, does that ever happen to you? Mm-mm. No. <laughs> I have a personal account. No. So here's my thing, right? Like one of the things I've learned is that you have what you create. That is, that is the truth. You have what you create. If social media is draining you, that's because you made it. You have created a world that is draining you. You have to understand that you are responsible for what you're experiencing, at least for the most part. There's, there, there are things that we can't control. But social media is something where you click the button to follow, you click the button to unfollow, you click the, you double tapped it to like, you double click, you know, you double tapped it to engage. People, uh-huh. oh my God, social media is stressing me out. Well, I mean, it's not like they forced you to follow these accounts. It's not like your eyes like were forced to look at the screen. So what I've done is I have created what I need. So my I have a personal Instagram where I can follow, you know, all the accounts I want to follow, you know, all the, the vain accounts, the fun accounts, the funny accounts. I do that all through a personal. I know not everyone does that, but self-awareness is key, right? You have to know yourself. And I know myself. And I know that if I had it all up in my business account, I would get distracted. I would get lost. I would have a lot of self-esteem issues at the end of the day. Probably want to get a couple tummy tucks, you know? So all that, I'm like, <laughs> you know what? So I have a personal account. With my personal account, I log in when I want to and I log off. Like I'm not on there forever. My business account is strictly my business account. It's where we post our content. We, we engage with our followers we get off. Um, so, and my team has access to that business account too. So we treat it like business. We don't treat it like it's, oh, let me just hang out here and scroll all day. It's business. We provide what we need to our tribe. We feed them because they're the main focus and we're done. Um, so that's how I don't drown. Even with my Facebook, I have a personal Facebook, you know, and I do a lot of content pushing through there, but I am very particular about my Facebook. You know, I delete people all the time. If you have a negative mindset, bye. You know, I'll refill you <laughs> with somebody else. You know, um, I just, I don't, I'm very protective. And it's, again, you you experience what you create. So if you want a peaceful Facebook, clean out all the chaos. You know what I mean? So I always tell people, it's just the fact that we don't want to offend people. We we don't want to stem people's toes. I just, I don't want, you know, if I delete them, that I want, I don't want them to think what will you don't want them to think what that they're a negative person because they are, you know, <laughs> you know, so it's like create a peaceful environment. So no, no social media does not stress me out. I don't have those issues. And I hope people who do have those issues clean out the space and make it what you need it. Wow. Uh, that's great. <laughs> yeah, no, it's kind you, of make forward, right? <laughs> you make it's your own, like when you said it, it was like, 
uh, I feel attacked. <laughs> you were like, you make your own monster. <laughs> so yeah, like, you're a, you're, you're, <laughs> you're a like go-getter. I, said, I, I, I am my brand. Like, you know, yeah, I, yeah, I, like, I just, yeah. I'm straightforward. <laughs> yeah. So you're a go-getter, like a champion of self-sufficiency and like knowing your worth. So I have to ask what inspires Genesis? Like who inspires you? And um, what are some of your biggest inspirations? My parents. Let's just go straight to it. I don't like my anyone else. My parents. Yeah, my parents. Um, so my parents are like the best. They are like everything to me. Um, I'm very fortunate to have parents that you know care and pour into me. But my parents are also entrepreneurs. And um, probably the best story I can share that's really short is that um, when I was so I was born in '92. My parents got married in '91. And when they got married, they did not have a ton of anything, right? Um, they were living with my grandfather and they were sleeping on a twin mattress and I was born in 92. So it was a twin mattress and then a crib. And they had a piece of paper on the wall. It was a one sheet of copier paper. Um, and we didn't have a copier, so I don't know where they got the paper from. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I don't remember copying the house until like, we got older. But um, it was a piece of paper and on that piece of paper was their dream home. And they had everything listed, everything that they wanted, you know, and I grew up and I was like maybe four or five is when I actually like understood what the paper was. Right. But they would pray over the paper. They worked hard. They saved. My mother was like, she's like the frugal queen. Right. My father, they were working their way up. My father, eventually when I was in middle school, he really began to climb his way up in the corporate field. And he, you know, a couple years after that, he became a wealth management executive where he was managing, you know, billions of dollars. And to watch their growth from like a twin mattress and a beat up car that would putt putt down the road to, you know, full success. It showed me that really the only thing between those two tracks were really just believing in yourself and actually not allowing the no to ruin you. Because I watched so many moments where I was like, oh my God, like what the heck is going on in her house? But I never felt it because it, my mother never made us feel like we were going through anything. So I never really understood until I got older. And I was like, wait, we went through this. And we didn't, we, we, we <laughs> like nothing happened, you know? And it was because they had this attitude of like, if there's a no, we figure out how to get the yes. And I, to me, my parents, just, just they're a huge motivator of faith for me. They are, uh, you know, Christians as well. And they have just always instilled in me this fact of Genesis. You can do whatever it is that you want to do. And we want you to have the life that we were able to build, but it comes through the principles. So like my father, for instance, when we were in middle school, we started doing family meetings. At our family meetings, when I was, again, in middle school, middle school, before we even, for you know, my father even advanced in his career, we were having meetings, eating mac and cheese out of a box, talking about wealth management. We Dang. played games from Robert Kiyosaki, where he had a game called... Um, and um, it's a cash flow. What is it called? It's called cash. It's, like, it's an old board game. I think I think you can still get it. And the game well, that was, game is like, like really based, hard to get. And yeah, it's like really hard to get. And it was yeah. like based on like based like managing your finances. And then there was a Christian uh, finance game that my parents bought called uh, Money Matters by Larry Burkett. This is way before Dave Ramsey. Larry Burkett, and you played the game managing like a family household with money. And, and then, like, we had conversations about, like, you know, loving each other and, like, you know, taking care of one another. And so, like, for me, I watch not just success on one side, but also success in the idea of, like, having a family, taking care of one another, seeing legacy from a whole different standpoint. So, for me, my parents are always, like, my number one, like, just 
they're my rock. They're everything because they show me that it's more than money. You actually have to have a good foundation. You have to have integrity. You have to show up. You have to be consistent. You have to be your best, right? And not like from a best of like being better than someone else, but knowing that like you really are it. Like there's no one like you. My mother told me that all the time. I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, okay. And then I was like, okay, well, no, no, she's really real. Like I really have to like be on myself. So, I mean, to me, like they're everything. And um, I'm just hoping that I can make them proud, you know, as I go on. I'm sure you have. I'm sure you have. How can the people get in touch with you? So my website, which is my name. So genesisdorsey.com, G-E-N-E-S-I-S. And last name is Dorsey, D-O-R-S-E-Y.com. And from there, you can, you know, connect with me. Also to LinkedIn is my favorite place um, recently and probably forevermore. Um, so you can just type in my name, Genesis Dorsey. You'll see my face. And I would love to connect with you and say hi. Oh, man, it's been so much pleasure. Um, also, can you leave the people with one last piece of advice, something that you've learned that you wish you knew at the beginning of your journey? I would say don't be ashamed to reject lies. Um, it's something I'm actually going to teach on um, probably very soon, which is the fact of um, a lot of people don't want to offend people. Um, we would rather allow people to speak negativity around us and be passive around it and not realizing that subconsciously they're planning a thought that's going to soon come up with you when they're not in the room. And a lot of times we look at our lives, we look at our actions and we wonder, well, how come it took me so long? You know, how come, you know, I'm thinking these, these thoughts. And a lot of times it's because we were not loving ourselves enough. You know, we think that it's selfish sometimes to take care of us. But yet when we look at our own dreams and our own desires, we've been putting them on the back burner because you've been listening to some people that really don't believe at the level in which you need to succeed. Like some people, they believe in you, but not at the level in which you need to succeed. Sometimes their level of success is one thing and, you know, it's good for them, but for where you're going sometimes, especially as a leader, your level of success is not just about you. It's about other people that are depending on you. So sometimes we take such small moves because we're listening to such small-minded people. And it's not that they don't love you because a lot of times family members, friends, they love you. But the next time you hear someone say something that goes against the level of success that you need to be at, you need to tell them to be quiet. And this is, or you just need to walk away. Sometimes we just allow conversations to sit and you're not understanding that, as I always say, when you listen to the lie, you know what else is listening to the lie? Your future, your destiny, your future money, your checks, uh, you know, your, your, your future success and scale of your company that will have tons of employees and for days to come. You are sitting, the same thing when you're dating someone. Don't listen to lies. I mean, that's really what it is. You know, when you sit down and you hear someone talk negativity, you know, your future is dating them. Your, 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 your success is dating them. All the, all the times that we're sitting down with people, the no, number one thing I can say to you is before I get off this thing is don't listen to people and the lies. The moment you hear it, cast it on. The moment you hear it, redirect the thought. Do not allow it to stay with you because it will pop up and you'll just be like, where's that thought coming from? You know, or you're, mm. you're wonder why you're not taking moves as aggressively as you did a couple days ago. So reject the lies. That's what I would say. Wow. <laughs> I love That's that. Put it. it down. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot the ideas down. Well, it down. this has been an absolute pleasure. You've cracked like You've dropped like 34 truth bombs on me. You've cracked like four <laughs> eggs of knowledge over me at my head. No. So. <laughs> I have no words. I just, I'm just going to end the episode. I have no words. Awesome. This has been another episode of Offstage with Jordan Baylor. Go find Genesis right now, please. <laughs> Thank you.
Thank you for listening to Offstage with Jordan Baylor. Now go forth and create.